Are you ready to journey into the circle? Today, we're having an unfiltered discussion with Michelle, who has been battling bipolar depression for years. Mental health can be a reluctant topic of discussion. We hope this episode will encourage you to support those around you battling mental health. This episode of In the Circle is brought to you by Bridge Tech Group, specializing in digital marketing services for small businesses. Get more details on their website at bridgetechgroup.com. The topic of discussion is bipolar depression. And I know that mental health and discussions around mental health is not usually talked about, especially in, you know, Black communities. Um, so, you know, we appreciate you coming on and, 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 and discussing it. And, and I know that it will help other people as well. So let's get right okay. into it. What is bipolar depression? <laughs> bipolar depression, to me, is the worst thing ever. <laughs> Wow. Bipolar depression is the worst thing ever. It is worse than regular depression. It's different. Mm-hmm. So have you, have you always had bipolar depression? When were you diagnosed with bipolar and what led up to? Tell me the story behind you getting to where you actually had a diagnosis of bipolar depression. Okay. Um, it started with... Um, I got sick at work where I nailed a chemical that almost um, could have killed me. And I got asthma as a result of it. I have chronic asthma. And in the midst of me being ill, my place of work decided to terminate my employment. Um, What they did was the night of my birthday, 2008, was after 10 o'clock at night, they sent a courier service to my home with a letter to take um, to <clears throat> take my job and um, take away the L card and everything. So I had mm. no job, right? I had wow. no job. So that's where the depression started. So it started with depression. And I went from stage different different stages different different stages my brain went through a roller coaster a lot of things went through my brain my brain at one point it reached a point where um i could not feel anything i was hungry and i can't feel it if i was in pain i could not feel it Mm. there was a time i didn't sleep for days did not sleep for days and I was seeing one doctor, but then um, she got pregnant. And every time I, I called to make an appointment, she would put me off. And then I ended up at to see another doctor. Now, that doctor, when I was telling her that something was wrong, something was wrong, because I knew something was wrong. And she would not listen to me. She um, suggested that I go to War 21, and I told her no. 
And then she in turn gave me a medication because the medications that I got before, they stopped, stopped working, wasn't working anymore. And then when I saw that doctor now, she gave me a medication that um, almost twists up, up my face. And um, it was one of my brother, because I was getting from bad to worse, to worse, to worse. And then there was a time I said to myself, can, I get, can it get any worse? And it did get worse, and I could not believe it. It reached a point where my brain slowed right down. And through all of what was happening to me, I, I knew that something was wrong because even reaching out, because there's a lot of, there's a, 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 what a, a um, stigma. There's a lot mm -hmm. of stigma because when I was trying to reach out to even family members, letting them, them know that something is wrong, nobody wanted to listen to me. They were telling me that I'm the one that did, um, I'm doing it to myself. What am I worried about? And I knew that something was wrong. Yes. Right. There was a time um, when I could not sleep. It's like whenever I fell asleep, there's something that would like wake me up and tell me that if you fall asleep, you're going to lose your mind and you're not going to know. Mm -mm. And yep. And then um, when I went to this doctor and she gave me the medication, I took a half of the medication and somebody said to me, why did you take a half of the tablet? Why didn't you take one? And I took one. And the side effects was where um nearly to something jaw bone. Mm -hmm. And um one of my sister in Canada, she even tried to reach out to my family members, telling them that something is wrong. Nobody would listen. And she called one of my brothers one day and asked him, said saying to him that um you need to go see, you need to go see Michelle because something is wrong. Wrong, yes. And when I had that seizure where um, the side effects of that medication, one of my sister came here. She came here for me and she was going to take me to the doctor in Kingston. And I told her, no, go to the regular doctor. When that doctor saw me, he was shocked. Could not believe what he saw. And yes. um, so, she took me Michelle, to... Before mm -hmm. we before mm -hmm. we go into the, the, the doctor and what happened, mm -hmm. um, I just want to get some clarification because the people that are listening to this are international people from okay. all over mm -hmm. the world. And so we just want to make sure we understand. So you are, you reside in Jamaica because yeah. I heard you mentioned Kingston. Yeah, I'm living, living in Portmore. Yeah. Okay. And then you also mentioned that um, Ward 21 send people with mental problem, mental illness. Oh, they said okay. people are mad, so, right? Yes, she suggested. Yes, yeah, she just the doctor suggested that. So the doctor suggested that you go, go to, to a war mental institution. institution, right? And I told her no. Wow. Right. Wow. Yep. Wow. Wow. And it's it's interesting too because I think other people can relate to you that have this. Um, I don't know if it's classed as a disease. I, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm also learning through the process that it's hard for family members to understand, especially when it's starting to come on. And mm -hmm. also the whole medication process, the different medication that you need to take. So mm -hmm. I think where we had left off was you had taken a medication right. that was prescribed and it it um it had a it had a but, negative effect. It's not like you said you had a seizure. Right. Okay. So what what happened after that? I think you said your sister came over. 
Right, and she took mm-hmm. me to her home because I could not be by my, I could not be by myself because I couldn't even drive. Mm-hmm. And my brother came to see me, and I was able to talk to him. He sat and he listened to me because nobody would listen to me, and he listened to me. And that's where um he um called one of his doctor friend, <clears throat> that's Doctor Jeffrey Walcott, mm-hmm. um for me to see him, and I saw him on a Sunday. And guess what? When I saw him, I was actually shaking, shaking. Mm. When it's, if you saw me, you would cry. We will continue our discussion with Michelle right after a quick note from our sponsor. At Bridge Tech Group, they understand social media can be daunting. Let them guide you through the maze and turn those social platforms into revenue generators. You can find them at bridgetechgroup.com. Yes, Michelle. So let's pick up back from where mm-hmm. when your sister came over and you had to, and she took you to the doctor. No, my brother is the one that actually listened to what I had to say. Nobody else yeah. would listen to me. He's the first person that actually listened. And then he called one of his doctor friend, um, Dr. Jeffrey Walcott. And I saw Dr. Walcott um, on a, at the time on a Sunday. And he told me that I was very, very ill. And he was not going to send me to War 21. He would put me in a, another institution for five days. He started, I, that's when I started to take um, medication for the illness. And he told me that if within the five days, feeling better, that's when he would send me to the, um, the, the hospital. So when I started to take the medication, the first thing he said to me, ensure that you do even some, you do, you do brisk walking. And when I started to take that medication, that's when I started to feel better and feel better. When I went to him, on the five days after, I, I asked him, asked him what happened. After a while, I asked him what had happened to me. He told me that my brain went for a walk. So when I saw the doctor, I was actually manic. I was mm. at the point of losing my mind. So wow. that doctor is a doctor that saved my life. And I was diagnosed at the time with major depression. It was major depression at the time. Yes. And... It took me a while because even the medication that I take, I have learned a lot from the medication on my own to the point where I can actually teach the doctor something, read a medication. And when I started to take that medication and I started to feel better, I stopped and I thought that was the right thing to do. And then I started to get sick. Oh, so when you say you start to get sick, what do you what do you mean? Your head has this weird feeling. It's very hard to explain. What's not normal? This weird feeling. You don't feel like yourself. You don't feel like you any at all. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So because I know a lot of people that have, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but for many people that have a you know an an illness, whether it's mental or physical, and they start to feel better, they stop taking the medication. Mm-hmm. 
but that sounds like you know and people always say that's not that that should not be the case no that's what i've learned over the years of taking the medication and i have learned over the years to manage the illness to manage the illness um it was in 2010 because i had to go through a lot because i started to go to the I started to go to the gym to do exercise. And at one point I had to stop because of my asthma. And then there was a time that I went back to the gym and I realized that the more I exercise, the better I felt. The more I exercise, wow, wow. the better I felt. So I started to use exercise now. Is that exercise is my medication mm. right but before that in 2010 it's like with 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 no i wouldn't say bipolar because i was not bipolar at the time i was doing stuff to ensure that i was okay anything to make me feel better i was doing it if something is gonna cause me not to do well i would find a solution to to help myself and there was a time I what I went abroad and I came back and I had to go do some tests, asthma tests, and that test caused me um, to develop bronchitis. So I was not able to go to the gym. I was not able to do a lot of stuff that I, that that was helping me. To manage the illness so I started to get sick mm. I started to get sick again right and what I learned with the medication that I take when you're doing when you're when you take the medication when you're not feeling well you'll take a dose and then if you're still not feeling well you go on a higher dose and then you're gonna even higher dose and then the dose settles you and when it settles you know you can slowly come down on the medication that's what I've learned um, about my medication. In oh. 2010, I was doing a lot, a lot of stuff. I think it was after, yes, it was after I got, I got healed with, um, I wasn't able to go to the gym and all of that. Yes. And uh, I remember I was driving and I felt my brain, like my brain was, was um, running away. Like it felt like it was running away. And I said, something is wrong. Something is wrong. And then I called my doctor and I made an appointment and it reached a point where I was shaking again. I couldn't even like butt my clothes. Mm-mm. I couldn't butt my clothes. And I, I went to church. And while in church, I was, is that my brain was in this hour, like it wanted the preacher to, to just end the service. And I went to the doctor afterwards and I was telling him what was happening. I was even like spending money not realizing that something was wrong because I was doing the things to make me feel better. So I don't want to get sick. Mm-hmm. That's when he told me that I am now bipolar, but I'm bipolar too. Wow. So there's yes, more uh-huh. than one. How many bipolar? There bi- there's, there? bipolar there, there's bipolar one. That's a really, really bad one. Mm-hmm. A man may go up on top of the roof and feel like he can, he can fly. Right. That's bipolar one. But um, I went in a bookstore one day to, fa- to search for something for someone. 
Yeah. And I saw two books, Bipolar Survival Guide and Bipolar Question and Answer. And I decided to read Survival Guide first. And that book tells no lies. It tells no lies. The things that I was able to associate with, I could highlight, um, highlight them. And mm. when it, it tells you that it is an ill, it's just like if you have high blood pressure or sugar, you can only manage the illness. You can manage the illness. And when he, when they spoke about how to manage it, I realized that I was already doing stuff to help myself to yes. manage the illness. Because over the years, it, it causes you to make bad decisions, right, with the bipolar. It causes you to, what, what I did, when I know I'm not doing well, I just stay by myself. Because I don't want to make oh. any errors, yes. I say by yes, myself because and the first, right? And the first thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. And what I I tell people all because there's a stigma. There's a stigma, and the first person I experience a stigma with is a disabled person, because people really? think that yes, people think that once you say you are bipolar, you're supposed to look a certain way and you're supposed to act a certain way. That's not how it is. Mm. So that's where the stigma comes. If you say you're bipolar, they expect it to look a certain way or act a certain way and that's not how it is so um so it is it, it changes so what 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 do you want people to understand then when they the if yeah. they come in contact with you what do you what do you want them to understand about about being bipolar about you know having to to deal with bipolar depression Depression, no, the depression aspect of it, it's it's different. <laughs> because with bipolar, it reached a point where uh, first thing you have to do is accept that something is wrong. You have to accept that something is wrong. Because the problem that a lot of persons have, they're in denial with the illness. And that's why a lot of persons are sick. Because they're in denial, they don't, the moment they feel they don't want to take the medication, they don't want to do the things that they're supposed to do. You have to accept that something is wrong and then you have to deal with it. Because I've experienced where persons that were um, in denial where I am concerned because they say, no, this is not the mission I know. And they don't believe. If you try to talk, I try to talk to persons about what's happening to me, they don't want to hear. And I've seen where some of those persons ended up asking me for advice because they have a relative that is not well. Because a lot of persons are proud of me at the way because if I don't tell somebody that something is wrong, they're mm -hmm. not they're not going to know. They're not going to they're know. Not going and do you think know. that is do you think that a, that's a very important step for anyone dealing with you know with bipolar or bipolar depression to to do to make sure that they're communicating how they're feeling versus hiding it? You see what happens because of the stigma a lot of persons are afraid. Because even, ah. my, even my doctor, the, those persons that are rich and their family members that are not well, they do, he does house visits or they see, oh. him, at a, they see him at a particular location. They're not going to, they're not going to let their um, sick relatives see him in Kingston. They rather, they see him in Spanish Town. So the wealthy people hide hide it away. Most of them they hide it. Yes, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they hide it. 
And over the years, I've learned to manage the bipolar. Now, the bipolar depression now is a different kettle of fish. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. a different because it has reached a point where even if somebody's going through something, you know, I'm able to motivate and encourage them. And, you know, the depression part now, that part is different. Because since I've experienced depression and then the bipolar, the bipolar depression, no, that's a total different thing. It causes you to, causes confusion in the brain. It causes you to isolate yourself from, from, from persons. And sometimes it takes you a while to realize that you're isolating yourself and it is not a good thing. It's best to have people to talk to. But um, my doctor now, he always sees me as his best patient. He says he wishes his patients were like me. Mm -hmm. And why, why did he say that? Because um, the last time I saw him, because he's the one that told me that I'm now dealing with bipolar depression, right? He says that he trusts no one. <laughs> he trusts no one. But he trusts me because he knows that I'm going to take my medication. Because there are times when I'm not mm -hmm. well and I call him. And he's it, in it, for him, Michelle is superwoman. She knows what to do. But there are times when something, something is happening that I'm not familiar with. I never experienced it before. So I have to actually call him. I have to go and see him. The bipolar depression, um, there are days when it, it, it causes you to be on a low. Yes. Most of the time, you're on a low. And honestly, I'd rather deal with the high than the low. So yes. what's the what's the difference? What's the difference? So on any given day, when you're dealing with, say, the high, how, how, how do you feel? I have, since I've been suffering from the bipolar depression, <laughs> I have not had any eye. Mm. I have not, you don't feel like yourself. You don't feel, no, there's this normalcy that you're waiting on to come. If it comes for me, the longest that I lasted since I've been dealing with the bipolar depression is a week. And then mm. you go right back. It's like you're fighting with your brain. There are days you have to be, um, there, there are days when you feel like you're, you're not going to survive. You feel like you're going to die. There are days that you feel like you don't want to exist anymore. And then when those thoughts, when it reaches that point, you have to try your best and not. Try your best and try to um, block it. Because mm -hmm. even when I saw my doctor and he said, he said to me, Michelle, the suicidal thoughts are there, you know, but you're not saying anything. I said, well, me, me block them. It's not a nice place to be. No, and no, it's not a nice then, place to be at all. For me now, what happened is that the exercise is what I normally use to help me with what I am dealing with, with what I'm going through. And I'm not able to do exercise like I used to before. So I'm between a rock and a heartstone. Because I have right. yeah, because I have a spinal, a spinal 
problem from a long-term motor vehicle accident. So, so, so just so I understand, because I've heard different things come up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think you had said asthma, mm-hmm. then bronchitis, mm-hmm. then it was followed by um, the bipolar, mm-hmm. then there is bipolar depression. And then on top of all that, you have a spinal issue um, from a car accident. Did, did I sum that up correctly? Yep. So how, how you, do you, do you live, do you live alone? Yes, I do. And that's, that's the, that's the next part of it being by yourself. It's not. How do you manage? I mean, on a day-to-day basis, if there's anyone else out there that is going through (laughs) all of this that you're going through, I mean, your doctor has the right to call you superwoman for anyone that is going through, how do you explain to them to get through each day i mean do you take it a day at a time or do you take it an hour at a time how do you how do you try and manage through all of this it's very hard and um, each day is a blessing because when you wake up the worst part is that weird feeling in your head you don't feel like yourself any at all some days i'll just sit one place and not move and not move all day all day just sit one place and not move some dear days i won't even open the open the front door and what helps at times also is if when somebody will call me to talk to me you have some persons who will check on me and stuff and even the fact you have the coronavirus now you're not able to have persons over like you used to do before mm-hmm. and yes. what I'll do to escape also I will go to Kingston um, by one of my brother and stay there for me to to have somebody around me that actually like most of the time to me save my life yeah to have somebody around so it is important to have people around you people around you yes it is and people and not just i mean people that understand understand at least and a yes, little yes and it is of yes. what it is that you're going through yes and it is also easier to talk to someone who understands what you're going through so so what um so how many medications are you on okay <laughs> to help you through this all right, there's one medication that I take for it. And um, the medication that I got the other day from my doctor that actually helped, when I asked him for that medication the other day, he said, no, can't give it to me because it causes, mm. it causes liver problem. So, mm. and then no. The medication that I'm taking, the thing is, when you're dealing with the bipolar and uh, you take the medication, and you may go up on the dose and you, you find a dose that will settle you. And then you can take your time and cut the dose down until you're okay. With depression, it's very hard. It's more difficult because... It's more difficult to it manage. It's more difficult to manage if with the medication because I, I've, I've been on a dose that I've never taken so much of that dose at one time, even when I, was, when I just started taking the medication. And you'll be on that dose 
for a while and you cut the dose down. You feel a little better and you cut the dose down. You cut the dose down today, you feel okay. And tomorrow, you go right back to square one. So so you are on two different medications, one, one for the bipolar and one for the depression? No, man, one medication. One medication, one medication. For, to treat both conditions. Yes, because the wow. doctor says he cannot add anything to the medication and he cannot um, change the medication for me because of the dangers of the other medications. So for the medication that you're on, there must be, with all medication, mm -hmm. there are side effects. Mm -hmm. What are some of the side effects that you are dealing with with the medication that you're on now? Um, all right, this medication is steroid. I'm not, it causes weight gain. But because of the fact that um, I've learned to trick the medication, mm -hmm. because if you eat and take the and if you eat and take the medication, it will knock you out cold. Oh, so you, when you say knock you out, knock you, you make you want to sleep. Yes, it knocks you out because the medication sedates you. It mm. puts you to sleep, and the higher the higher the dose. The higher the, to, for me, the higher the dose, I think the more dangerous it is. Because if you're on a very high dose and you take the medication, the place will be burning down and you don't know. Because you're wow. not going to know. That's why it is important to, for me to, even if I'm taking, um, to be on an even small dose, smaller dose of the medication. And that is what I've been trying to work on. But because of the, depre the bipolar depression, it's harder to, it's harder to deal with, harder to gauge a medication because you feel okay and then tomorrow you don't feel okay. So you have to go back, go back up on the medication. Mm. So I know you had mentioned some dates before, some timelines before, but if you were to sum all of that up, how long has it been <laughs> that you have been that you have not been well. How many years are we talking about? Um, since 2008. 2008. Wow. October 2008. So, do you... How, how do you... How do you plan, I mean, in your head? Because you're okay. dealing with... You're dealing with, you know, you're dealing with a lot. How, you know, how do you see the 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 future, the, the, the future of, of 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 Michelle and, and handling and handling, you know, bipolar depression? The other day, when I was doing last year, 2019, I was doing well, and. Uh, when the spinal problem started, I was going through a lot of unbearable pain and all of that. There are days that I could not walk. And with all of that was going on, I held it together, held it together. And uh, when I went to the pain clinic and they mentioned surgical procedure, that's when it's like the sickness creeped upon me again like a thief in the night. And I mm. said to myself, I was in the kitchen one day, and I said to myself, how much longer? Because I didn't know that this thing would never happen again because I was doing so well. How much longer may I have to deal with this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you 
what how I used to deal with it before is like I, I didn't think about next year any at all. I just go day by day, each day by day, day, by, day by day. That's how I used to deal with it. But now with the depression, it makes your brain is all over the place. And it's like to think about the future. It's too daunting. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can't send away out because your brain is not, it's, your brain don't feel normal. It don't feel normal. It doesn't feel normal and it's not. You just want to feel, just dying to feel that normal, see, that normal. But your brain don't feel normal. So I'm still trying mm-hmm. for the bipolar depression. I am still trying to cope with it. I'm trying to cope. And yeah. if, let me say it is very difficult. There are certain things that you don't want to you don't want to think about. And sometimes like when it feels like when everything is going wrong, the yes. brain goes through a trauma. So when the brain goes through the trauma, when everything is going wrong, when I'm not feeling well, this is happening, that is happening, then it sets you right back. Because the other day, um the spinal problem have a nerve problem, right? And there's a nerve mm-hmm. medication that I got. I did not know that I'm not supposed to take nerve tablet with a bipolar medication. Cause problem. I did wow. not know that and I was getting sick. And it's when I started to ask questions. Cause even though you told you tell them at the clinic that you're taking the medication, they don't advise that you're not supposed to take both of them together. Exactly. Right. So there are these what was that time between a rock and a hard stone. So the other day, it acted upon me really bad. And I, I had to take the nerve tablet. And for some reason, I stopped taking the, the bipolar medication. And then the nerve thing got really, I was, doing, I was not doing too bad mentally. And then it got really bad. And when it got really bad, I had to take a high dose of the nerve tablet. And this mm-hmm. nerve tablet, I noticed that if I go on a high dose, um, it's a different thing. And I had to do it to get rid of the nerve pain. And the moment I went high on the nerve pill, I started to get sick. So I stopped taking the nerve pill. I was so feeling better one way and then the other problem started on me. Started the other way. So as you said, you're between a rock yeah, the, 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 between and a, a rock. hard place a lot yes. of times trying to deal right. with this. So, so, the, so it sounds to me like on any given day, you're not really sure what to expect. No, you have to go into because day. they're okay. The because I will get up in the morning and I'm not feeling like myself, right? And sometimes by the evening, I won't feel too bad. There are nights I am afraid to go to my bed because I don't know what's going to happen the next day. When I get up, I may get up and feel worse or I may get up and feel a little better. So the bipolar depression, it's a struggle. It's very, very, it's mm-hmm. very, very hard. And I'm still trying to manage it. Like I said, I'm not able to do the exercise like I used to. So the thing that I know that would help me, I'm not able to do. So I'm trying to, to cope with it. Yes, yes. So, so you know, I noticed you used the word manage. And I just want the mm-hmm. audience to understand because... This isn't something that you can cure. There isn't 
I, it doesn't sound like there's a fix. It mm-hmm. just sounds like you have to manage to try it the best, to way, the best is way. That, is that a yes, yes, to manage. Okay, <laughs> after accept the fact that it may not go, it may not go anywhere. Not going anywhere. So you have to learn to manage. Yeah, yes, to manage. And yeah. Wow. And as you said, it's different on a daily basis. Yes. So you have to manage and yes. revisit managing yes. it daily. And so with all that you have with all that you have explained, what what is it that you want people, especially those that are in that are connected with you, family and friends? acquaintances, what is it that you want them to understand about what you're dealing with and how they can support you? And this is also the same, I guess, for anyone that's out there dealing with anything similar to, to what you're going through. Um, there are times when I'm not doing well and I don't talk to anybody, but then somebody would call and check on me. So once you have good support system, that is very, very important. Persons will understand what is going on. There are sometimes my sister will call me and she said to me, um, she's not telling me anything negative. She's conscious of the fact that I'm not doing well, so she don't want to bring any negativity. And next thing, being around negativity is unhealthy. Being around negative people, that is unhealthy. So you have to try to be... It compounds yes, the problem. Yes, yes. And if somebody, even if somebody is talking to you and they're too negative, that affects you because you're feeding off their negative energy. It's best to have positive persons around you. And it's best to avoid stress. <laughs> if I avoid mm. so sometimes it's unavoidable. Because with the bipolar depression, it is definitely unavoidable. But when you deal with bipolar... You can try. You can avoid it, but with the bipolar depression, it's kind of unavoidable. So, if you have a very good support system, mm. persons will understand what's going on with you. Then you're fine. Good support yeah. system. And it sounds like you need to make sure that you're an advocate for yourself. You have to yes. ask questions and medication coming your way and dealing with the it's like you have to be an advocate for yourself even though you're not a hundred yes because the key is in a the key is not to give up no matter what never give up there are days when i feel like giving like i said there are days i feel like i'm fighting for my life but the key is not to give up the best feeling you know is when i feel normal because there are, the, there are times when I'm down, 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 down. There are days when I break down because I can't manage. Especially if I go high on the medication and on it for a while mm-hmm. and then I go down. And then something, even if I have a sleep disturbance, is a problem. Is that the brain? And then the brain goes through trauma and you feel like, you, so there are days I feel like that's it. But then when you start taking medication, like I said, my, my doctor to oh my doctor told me that he trusts no one but he trusts me to take my medication. He says that most of his patients he has them on injection. Ah, yes. because they're, they don't they want to take their, take their the medication. medication. So when you're on the medic when they start when you have to go start like you start back from scratch, you start you start back from scratch. And 
when days pass and you start to feel better, it's a total different. It's like you said to yourself then, when all you felt before and you feel like that was it, and when you feel like this now, it's a joy to feel mm -hmm. normal, to feel like yourself, right. yes, to feel normal. Tomorrow you may feel down, 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 and then days after, when you feel like you can't make it, and then days after, you feel different. So even if the suicidal thought came, then, and you see how you feel now, it's a joy. It's a joy mm -hmm. to feel like yourself. And that's why, and that's why it's important not to, not give, to up. give up. No matter what, because you never, because you know what somebody told me the other day? Tomorrow, today may be the best day for the rest of your life. Yes, mm -hmm. the best day for the rest of your life. Is... Today may be the best, re best day for the rest of your life. So never, especially no, dealing with never this give type up, no of... matter what. Never give up, no matter what. That is that is really mm -hmm. strong, really Come solid on. advice, and I think that is mm -hmm. a great way for us to come to the end um, of the podcast in a, you know with an encouraging mm -hmm. thought for anyone out there that's dealing with um, you know a mental a mental illness or have a family mm -hmm. member or a friend or an acquaintance that's dealing with mental mm -hmm. illness Michelle thanks so much for sharing your well, story I'm sure it's going to impact many people and we appreciate you um, putting that information out there I have learned a lot and um, I trust that others um, have learned as well and we be able to approach mental illness with a more open mindset okay. thank you for listening to this very eye-opening journey if you feel led please leave a word of encouragement for Michelle via the message link on the Anchor app or add to our Facebook page by searching at In The Circle Podcast. So until next time then, when we journey into the circle.